Wait, sorry. Ugh, my fault. Okay, just one's from the top. We're not famous yet. But if people knew who we were, we might get the attention we crave. Until then, we'll ride this wave. It's Kaylee and Tina. Two girls with hypochondria. It's Kaylee and Tina. Together, we'll tell you the best of the things you forgot or overlooked with our blunt observations. It's time to get underrated. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Hi. Hello, everyone. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Tina. And we're underrated. And some material in this podcast may include blunt observations, sparkling dialogue, and cosmic energy from two of the most mm -hmm. underrated gals on the scene. And that is me and my friend Kaylee. That is me and my friend Tina. Hello, everyone. Um, I just want to know up front, is everyone cool with me singing every week? Because I feel like I'm just getting better and better. I feel like I'm able to use my BFA that I did receive in musical theater. Um to bless all of your ears and uh just uh let me know let me know in the comments below um yeah. check the link in my bio and you can vote i None really like true. the singing <clears throat> i really like the singing for one thank you so I much think... and today i thought it was extra spicy and fun because i don't know if you can hear but i do have a little rasp in my voice Ooh. <laughs> and during what? times of coronavirus yeah um, that's not cool to say but i guys I really think I'm cool and fun and okay which is why I'm and that's coming from a hypochondriac so knock on wood of course I'm probably jinxing myself um but to me this is fun I love I'm like oh my gosh this is why people do podcasts when they have raspy voices podcasts are an outlet for raspy voices to shine I know I hope yeah. one day I have a raspy voice on the pod I to have like a little bit of allure to have a little bit of husk that's mm -hmm. the dream for me like absolutely just to give me some layers you know yeah and I'm sure that to me I sound like I have the raspiest of voices and I'll like listen back to this and I'll literally sound as normal as ever so I'm really excited <laughs> for that experience for me me too I'm excited for you as well um thank you girly you you love having a, a cold Tell me. I'm yeah. just thinking about how it used to be really normal to walk into a space and be like, I have a cold mm -hmm. and everyone's like, ha ha. Anyway, mm -hmm. let's cut all, all of us together. Yeah. Those so, days. And sometimes it was even cool to walk into a room and say, hey guys, I'm kind of feeling under the weather. I have a cold. Sometimes and you were a hero. Kind of cool to do. And now mm -hmm, you were a hero you were because here. you still made it to the hangout. And now people yeah, will yeah. be like, what the fuck? Get yeah. out. Now, one of yeah, my now you're the villain. Yeah, one of my my uh, most surreal pre-pandemic memories, and when I mean pre-pandemic, I really mean a week before, was, um, I was in, I think, a 30-person cast for mm -hmm. Animal Farm, and we were in, like, one of the smaller studios, like, not a big room, mm -hmm. and we were all, like, inches away from each other, 
because we were <laughs> we were doing these like plateaus where we all use each other's bodies to make like a sculpture very theater school very theater of school course. god I miss it I miss it when will I be able to safely make a plateau with my peers I I need to do that as a theater student that's part of your experience but anyway we're all so close to each other and we it's cold flu season and we didn't know it yet but COVID season and like I feel like maybe four people in the cast were sick and just absolutely hacking up a lung Mm -hmm. and we're all just like standing there like it means nothing to us that we're in such a small space and everyone's coughing like I don't know the simple luxuries that will simple luxuries we'll never we'll probably never have again in our lifetime we're all gonna be really I messed up from this but you know what maybe well I think we will it's gonna have a lasting impact on us. Like I think back to how the day before my job shut down, um, the first time, shout out to me, unemployed again. My God. Um I know unbelievable this virus, man. Um, but the right the day before my job shut down, I'm on the subway, packed to the brim, no mask, standing next to everyone possible. I'll never go on the subway again without a mask. Mark my words, I will never. That You know how disgusting the subway is? And I was always just kind of like, that's New York, you know? And now I'm like, what, <laughs> what was I thinking? No. Even if someone had a stomach virus, I wouldn't want that. Like, wear a mask. No, I used to be the absolute queen of doing stupid shit because I was like, for my immune system, though, like I'd eat Mm -hmm. stuff off the floor. I would like do gross stuff because I was like, I'm going to get a really strong immune system from this. And to be fair, I do think I have a pretty strong immune system, but um, I also was like, why do I, why am I sick right now? Why am I throwing up? So, (laughs) Um, I remember speaking of, um, your animal farm rehearsal when I was at West Con my senior year we were doing much ado about nothing and my dear friend Sam Rogers was sitting next to me um not fully cured from the flu uh, absolutely <laughs> still having it in his system still at rehearsal um and me I just I actually have this video on my phone I might post it on our Instagram uh, but I'm nervous maybe I'll get hate but it's me giving him a wet willy and the caption is my friend has the flu. And why, why did I think that was okay to do when he had the flu? I have no idea, but it gave me, it made me want to do it more. And now I I can't imagine. I, I want to get back there. I want to get back there. What I will say about Sam, um, our friend Sam Rogers was, he was always sick freshman year because he had a, a saga with his tonsils. So oh I feel like maybe I you were like, ask him. <laughs> you were, so I feel like maybe you were just like, this is his thing this year is he's always, he's yeah. always sick. So I, that was the first thing I actually heard about him. Um, this whole episode is actually about our dear friend, Sam. Um, <laughs> he's the topic. <laughs> I remember I was in my voice lessons and um, my voice teacher, this is when I was senior, Sam was freshman. And um, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, my like throat was really sore. I feel like my tonsils are swollen, but I don't know if I've ever like noticed that about myself before like I don't know if I've ever ever had swollen tonsils that have affected me but like like, I think that's what's going on and she said you know who you should talk to and this is like one or two weeks into the semester I barely know (laughs) Sam um she said you should talk to Sam Rogers he's a freshman uh he has a lot of problems with his tonsils and stuff you should ask him about it and I was like sure and then I went on to like do the literally two shows with Sam that year and I really never asked him about it but I'll never forget that was the the first thing she told me about him so I knew from day one that that kid was messed up his tonsils were messed up for 
his voice teacher to know two weeks into the school year absolutely for him to have already established that reputation is so funny I I feel like just living in close proximity to everyone in college like everyone knows if you were sick like there was a time last year where like in the span of one month I had had a toothache Mm -hmm. so I needed to go to go home to go to the dentist about it Mm -hmm. and then I got pink eye or conjunctivitis as they told me it was they said it wasn't technically pink eye but conjunctivitis that's where my phobia began don't downplay Um, it don't downplay it it was pink (laughs) um and and I went home uh mostly because I was depressed but I was like the pink eye is a great excuse for me to leave um and just recharge and everyone was like yeah Tina you are always sick this semester and I truly had just had a toothache and pink eye but everyone's like this girl's on her deathbed we don't know what to do with her because it's just like everyone everyone knows when you're going home to go to the doctor or whatever yeah that's something a lot of people will never realize is what it's like to be in not uh, not even just a theater department but such a tiny theater department even if I don't know you know you like even if I've never had a conversation with you I know your medical history I know what's going on in your day-to-day and that's what's scary that's what's scary it's the theater program is so small that people who graduated years before me follow my Finsta. It's yeah, yeah, They're that is like, crazy. Oh my god, I never went to school with Howard even. Oh my gosh, you did. That That's so crazy. That just hit me that I never even went to school with Howard. He's not even the fact someone I was thinking about, but yeah. Yeah. Um the fact that uh you and I only went to school together for a year is so crazy to me sometimes. One year. It's unbelievable. That's all we needed. That's all we needed. Um, yeah, because it's a small program and you get to know everybody. Yeah, that is so crazy. My first job in New York City when I moved here, I was just trying to find a job, trying to find a job. And then I remembered one of my teachers at school, Sal Trapani, huge shout out to him. Huge um, shout out to Sal. <laughs> he told me, uh, he's like, when you move to the city, let me know and I can get you a job. And I was like, let me take him up on this advice. Mm-hmm. So I messaged him and he directs me to someone else and then as uh, soon as I know I'm working at a Tex-Mex restaurant um and I get there and you know people are like oh what do you do is this you actor okay you get into that conversation because literally 80 percent of servers are um <laughs> but um we're talking and then they're like oh where'd you go to school and I slowly learned everyone there was an alumni of Westcon. Like, I'm not kidding. Out of probably the eight people that were working that shift as like server, bartender, host. Um, and this is just at my training shift. I'm learning this. Five of them went to Westcon and they were all like four to eight years before I was even in school. Uh, they were like, when did you graduate? I'm like, oh, 2019, literally like three months ago. And they were like, oh my God. Yeah. I, I'm from 2012. Like, okay. Nice to meet you. It was crazy, though, to see WestCon. WestCon sticks together. I love that. And that's what I do love about WestCon is it does stick together. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I like, do love that sense of community. And I had gone to a small high school. And for college, I really wanted to branch out. Like, mm-hmm. I remember in my search, I was like, oh, I want to go to New York City. 
and all this stuff and now looking back I'm like oh I would have been the most miserable girl in the world to go to college and not have a cohesive like campus like and I know you're the same way I fucking love to walk around and say hi to people I know like love to be a little cheerful uh part of a community so I I really wouldn't have it any other way I think like anytime this sounds so condescending but I promise it's not because I'm talking about myself at the end of the day but like whenever I hear an 18 year old telling me what they want from a college I'm like no you don't no you don't you don't know that you don't know that that's true like it's just so fucked up that it's such a big decision and there's no real way to to do a trial it's just like you just hope you end up at the right place I know I would have been miserable going to college in New York City excited to live there but I don't think the college experience would have been it for me Oh, I feel you. Literally anytime I've ever had to make a transition to a new place in my life, I've just been absolutely destroyed for like a very short amount of time, I would say, but it it hits me at one point. Like when I started at WestCon, literally my first month there, I went home, not even my first, I went home like every weekend for like the first few months, but I, my first month I would just cry. I didn't leave my room. I literally didn't know people in my classes, even in such a small theater department, because I was like, I'm not down to hang. Like, this is weird. Um, which is everybody, if you're listening to this and you're a freshman in college and you're doing that, don't Don't do that. It's not worth it. Don't be that girl. I was so annoying. And then when I moved to New York, I was like, oh, well, here we go. Is it going to happen? And then it like didn't. And then like mm, randomly in like December, January, literally about a year ago, um, I like had a mental breakdown because it was like delayed. It was like, wait a second, <laughs> look at how many people are around you every single day. And I like freaked out and I'm truly just um, recovering, I would say, but <laughs> I literally have so much trouble with transitions, but I, I love to try new things. So that's what makes it difficult. That is the definition of being a cancer sun, but Sagittarius mm. rising. I'm like, I want to venture. I want to venture, but I got to have my nest. If I don't have yeah. my nest, I'm going to go fucking crazy. <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. I was reading um, Jenna Fisher, the girl who, uh, not the girl, the woman, the actor. The woman. The woman actor who played uh, Pam on The Office. Of course. And Did she you read wrote- her book? Yeah, I read her book. Me too. Amazing, amazing amazing advice if you guys are any aspiring and steph brown was the one who told me another west con alumni this is the west con <laughs> special she yeah. was like read jenna fisher's book it has the best advice in the world and she's right and jenna fisher just wrote all about how she was so massively depressed the first two years she was in la she didn't do anything and i was like wow i was so glad she wrote that yeah like, that makes me feel so much better about so many things because she does go on to have a very prolific career yeah, absolutely. I love that book. Everybody every buy it. Buy it. We're sponsored. It. We're sponsored. I wish. I wish. To make a dime from this podcast would be huge. Oh my God. Yeah, because literally I genuinely love doing it, but for someone to say, here's a little a little $5 a week, here you go. I'd be like, this is the dream. This is unbelievable. I'm a rich, rich girl. Should we do- um, I was just going to say, should we start the podcast? Should we start the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what if we ended it right there? That was just- that was just us promoting WestCon, Jenna Fisher's book, and our friend Sam. <laughs> and um, Sam. And his tonsils. Okay. And his tonsils. And his EMT. Um, Tina, why are you feeling underrated? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I, I, for some reason, that took me back. Um, I think I am feeling underrated because um, I saw 
I saw a scene I did my freshman year and it was a very dramatic scene. It's the scene from um, Proof, if anyone knows the play Proof. Oh, of course, um, Of course. Who, who of are course. you? I was uh, Catherine. It was her last scene when she was like- Is it older or younger sister? Um, younger sister, the math, okay. the math prodigy. So Absolutely. really going outside my comfort zone there to play someone who even understands linear equations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a very dramatic last scene. She's crying and everything. And I just was like, oh, I feel like I feel underrated in the sense that I'm like, I don't know the next time I'm going to be given a dramatic role. Mm-hmm. And that is not something I went into college knowing like I knew I loved to laugh and would probably do like improv like go to improv club and stuff but like I didn't know that when I stepped into college I was going to they were going to look at me and say clown and and yeah. that would be uh my role that that I would be jester for mm-hmm. for the rest of my life and I love it I love having a laugh, obviously, but I'm like, oh man, like, am I ever going to get to like sharpen these dramatic chops? Yeah. Or will, am I destined to be Jester? And mm-hmm. I think I'll probably ask that question my entire life and it's not a bad plight to have, but yeah. I do feel a little underrated um, as an actress in other genres besides comedy. Absolutely. Totally get that. Um I totally understand. I felt that way in regards to playing a young woman, a woman my age, even in college, they were like, yeah, you're going to play strictly 40 to 80 year old women. And um, when you get out there, you'll probably do the same. And I was like, that's not how that works. And then sure (laughs) enough, the first role I booked was actually a mother. So I was like, okay, you know what, Westcon, you win. You have a point. You have a point. Um, I was my professor for my acting for the camera class this semester um doesn't know us like has only ever met us on zoom and I was so happy because I got through the whole class without him finding out that I'm a comedic actress and I literally (laughs) felt like I pulled off a heist I was like he has no idea he has no idea and it and obviously I love doing comedy and everything but I am like it was just nice to have an acting professor who wasn't like okay now do it funny (laughs) Yeah, who didn't, like, put you into a mold, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but that's why I'm a little underrated, but ultimately feeling okay about it. Why are you underrated? Okay. Um, I'm feeling underrated to the government. Um, <laughs> and here's Aren't why. We? So, as I recently mentioned, um, when COVID began, of course, my job shut down. I was working in a restaurant, and then finally couple months ago, I, I, I get another job in a restaurant. Do I want to be working in a restaurant during a global pandemic? Does that sound sanitary? No, absolutely not. But got got to pay the bills um, and start working again, feeling good, feeling great. This job now has to temporary, temporarily lay off um, a ton of us because COVID. They, we just can't do it right now. So here I am again on unemployment. And for some reason, the US government thinks that I am only worth $129. Ever? 
Uh, no, every every week. But um, okay. how do you live off of that? Um, guys, the, if, if the U.S. government is listening, which I know you are because I have a webcam on right now and my phone is five feet away from me. <laughs> um, I know you're listening. If you guys hear this, what I what did we all do wrong? Why are you guys so mad at us? There's a global pandemic. Off. Can you They're help us out? Off. They are really Go- pissed off. Government in general. Government in general, you guys. Where's this? Where's this second stimulus package? What is going on, you guys? Oh, they are my twiddling. God. They are twiddling their thumbs over there in Congress. Because it, do- it doesn't affect them. They don't care. I saw a tweet. It made me laugh out loud. And this is across the board because there are Democrats and Republicans in Congress and uh, no one's doing shit. Um, I saw a tweet that's like, um, living in the U.S. during the pandemic is a lot like realizing like your parents don't let you do whatever you want because they're cool. They just don't care about you. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's that is it. It's like, oh, it's so cool. Like they don't care. They're like being really chill about it. And then you're like, oh, they they don't care. They, <laughs> they actually they don't, don't care. They don't care if I die. <laughs> no, the they game. don't. That's, it's so upsetting. Sometimes I, I've literally been like looking up like what's going on, trying to figure it out. I'm Even when I wasn't. The Google bar. I'm just imagining the Google <laughs> bar, like what's going on. What's going on. And I'm trying to figure this out. Um, but even when I didn't, uh, when I wasn't receiving unemployment and I was working, I was like, well, let me try to stay up to date on what's going on. And honestly, it just bums me out. It's so discouraging. Like you'll look at it and it's like, well, still, still figuring it out. Sorry, guys. Loading. Like it's, it was, it was disheartening every time I would look. So it just, I would just stop (laughs) because it wasn't worth it. Um, but yeah, underrated by the U S government as are, um, millions of other Americans. So maybe, we can what song is that so maybe we can start all over do you know that song no but i like it it's like early 2000s movie if anyone knows that song um direct message me on instagram thank you please dm my friend kaylee are you go is that why you're going on runs every day because you're unemployed um no that's because i have not well, yeah, partially. Um, I'm not moving my body. Literally, like, for the first part of this pandemic, um, I literally wasn't moving my body at all. I was like, I will move from my couch to my bed, my couch to my bed, to the fridge, to my couch, to the bed. Um, that was the most exercise I was getting, and then an occasional walk. And now I find myself, now that I haven't had a job for the last, like, week and a half, I'm like, I can't get back into that. No. Um, so I've my boyfriend and I have been going for runs, um, which yesterday, literally for the one hour we decided to be out and about running, it was snowing so badly, <laughs> I, which is probably why I have this like ra- fun little rasp. Um, it was terrible, Tina. I was like, uh, Howard, I can't feel my legs. We have to get back to the apartment. And he was like, oh my God, it's fine. You just have to keep moving. Like, we're going back now, but you have to keep. And I was like, but I can't feel my legs. You know me, I'm a hypochondriac. I was like slapping my legs, looking like a crazy person trying to make sure they were still intact, but I was nervous. (laughs) Oh my God. But that's great that you're running because you're right. It's It's so hard. It's a jog for sure. My run is a jog. I can't run. It's hard. I, people laugh at me every time I run. I don't know what I do wrong. And it's funny because people who haven't seen me run sometimes say like, oh, are you a runner? Like they think maybe I do like to run. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I'm like, no, if you ever saw me run, you would immediately know I'm not a runner. Something about my form is once again, I'm uh, destined to be the gesture because something <laughs> is funny about the way I run and I don't know what, and no one will tell me. No, I feel you. My, my brother, he's a, he's, he's always super, he's always been super athletic, but um, lately he's really been getting into like fitness even more so. And when he goes for a run, he can just literally like not run for weeks at a time and then go run like five miles and be fine. And my dad is the same thing. Like he cannot run for months. And then one day just be like, I gotta get this six miles in. I just gotta, <laughs> yeah, no, unbelievable. My dad literally can do that. My dad used to what be like a fuck? hardcore runner. Um, but even, even now, even if he takes a, a break for a while, he can come back and just be like, yeah, I got to do the six miles. My mom and I are like, yeah, we'll walk a 5k and <laughs> we'll see you guys later. And they'll still beat us back to the car. So, but that's okay. That's our journey. That's okay. That's okay. That's your journey. Uh, really quick. I'll just say up front, I'm not being a hypochondriac about anything. Huge brag from you. Huge brag. It's because I've just, I haven't left my house. So I'm like, there's nothing, okay. there's nothing that's uh, worrying me right now. Are you being a hypochondriac? You said you weren't about your rasp, but is there something I wasn't else? about my rasp. Um, but yesterday, of course, I was, like I said, when my legs were cold, I was like, is, am I going to get pneumonia and have to have these like amputated? Like those were literal thoughts going on in my mind. And then I was like, this is what it's like legitimately being a hypochondriac. I'm convincing myself that um, I do... Uh, have sore throat um but that is I think from swollen tonsils which Sam Rogers if you could DM me <laughs> and let me know what might be going on but that's really it's nothing crazy this week yeah did I ever tell you you just reminded me with the amputation comment did I ever tell you about the time I convinced myself I had trench foot <sighs> no <laughs> all I did was I went on a, it was the first warm day of the spring of this um, year? I, no, it was, this oh. was my junior year of high school, actually. Of course. Okay, cool. So I, I went on a hike with my friend Jordan. Shout out Jordy, if you listen. Um, and we were like, oh, let's get ice cream after the hike. But of course, it being the first warm day of the year, everyone wanted to go get ice mm-hmm. cream. You know, you know how Connecticut is. Absolutely psycho yeah. for, for uh, the first warm day of spring. You get ice cream at the farm. It's mm-hmm. what you do. Um and so it got colder because it wasn't summer or anything yet. It was just like 60 degrees during the day and then like 40 while we were waiting for this ice yeah. cream. And my sneakers were kind of wet from the hike, but not crazy. But I got home and I was just like, it's, I have trench foot. And I was Googling <laughs> trench foot and everything. And I talked to my mom about it. And she was like, they call it trench foot because you get it when your feet are wet for weeks like yeah. when you're in a trench and I was like I don't know I think I got it and she was like no and I think that was like maybe the first moment that my mom was like something's really wrong in her head yeah. like Absolutely. something's not going right cognitive wise mm-hmm. yeah I totally get that sending text to your your parents um my dad will get like uh just words like he'll, he'll get the hey dad here's what's going on with me do you think this is normal my mom will get like the pictures of inside my throat um Absolutely. my my bare breast being like has this always been here um <gasps> me lifting up my armpit being like what's that um have I always had this beauty mark like she's like girl st- 
stop. Um, that's not true. She's always very supportive about it, but she is like, you can't let your brain like do this to you. You're convincing yourself everything wrong with you. I'm like, yeah, because the one time I do is the time I won't worry. And then guess what? It's my fault. And then we're in a pit of despair. I, Mm -hmm. I guess we should do this topic. I feel like we're going to talk about this for maybe five minutes and then be like, it's time to wrap it up. And that's okay because (laughs) it's a good topic, but it's not like there's a lot, a lot we have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. guys. Do you, you say it, you say it. The topic is Polly D from Jersey Shore. Get crazy. If you want to have fun, that song was on my Spotify wrapped. Because I listen to it every night and just tried to do like a guided meditation of me in a club absolutely uh, rather than being home um Polly d Polly first we'll d. say he's a famous cancer so mm-hmm. already he's in our good graces there absolutely already he is um and should we for those who don't know Polly d i just want to point out he's from the jersey shore, shore. ever heard of it Get if you me. haven't then pause this right now go watch all the seasons and then come back to us do okay? it guys i did it over spring and it was the absolute best thing I could have done for myself it was I've been watching recently again and the reason we we say Polly D is underrated is because I'll say it when I didn't watch Jersey Shore I was like oh the best people on Jersey Shore must be Snooki, Wow, and Mike the Situation because those mm-hmm. are the names I hear over and over again yeah but and those and let me say those guys are like family to me. Mm-hmm. And let me just give a shout out on the pod to Mike, the situation. I know he listens um, because yeah. him and his wife are expecting a baby. And that's huge because they've been struggling fertility wise. So that's huge, guys. Congrats. That is huge. Um, they're having, what are they having? They announced it the other day. I, I think they said they're having a boy. Oh, okay. They're having the baby in May. Um, but I never heard about Polly D really. And mm-hmm. I just saw his hair and I'll yeah. say, I'll call myself out. I was like, oh, he must be the biggest D-bag ever to D-bag. have hair like that. Mm-hmm. I, I thought D-bag. And I just want to say like, this is me on the pod repenting, absolutely repenting because mm-hmm. Polly is a gem. I'd be lucky to call him a friend. Um, absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's hilarious too. Oh my God. One of the funniest, one of the funniest, and one of the he funniest brings out the best in all of them. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. And I remember the first time I watched Jersey Shore, I thought to myself, Polly seems like he's really trying to get along with everyone, but it's just like easy for him. Like he's kind of like there for everyone. And I'm like, but he must be like a sneak or something. Like there's got to be something off with him. Like he's definitely lying to someone or like being two-faced to someone. Like that's just, that must be it because he's too good to be true right now. And you know what? No, he's there for everyone in the house. I think even the people he's not the biggest fan of, aka Angelina, which mm. nobody really was, and that's okay, that's okay. Um, but he was he was still always there, always a friend. Um, yeah, I, I think never, he was I always never... there for Mike. Yes. Like when Mike oh was being God. very, very problematic, like he mm-hmm. could still come to Polly and Polly be like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like not yeah. throw anyone else under the bus, but be like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, that was kind of crazy, but I'm your friend still. 
and I was recently watching the Sam and Ronnie <laughs> drama mm-hmm. unfold, which is always, of course, horrible to see. But everybody in the house gets really wrapped up in it. Like the girls and Mike loves to get intertwined. Even Vinny will get like in the middle of fights. And Polly is kind of just always there to be like, hey, it's okay. You know, it's gonna, you guys are gonna figure it out. It'll be, maybe you guys aren't meant to be together. Maybe like he's always just there. So level-headed. Just, so level-headed, just giving uh, some kind words, maybe a little advice, but he's never sticking his nose in other people's business in a way that it's problematic. No, and I I have two things I want to say about Polly. First thing I'll say is when Vinny has his anxiety breakdown um, after they come back from Italy mm-hmm. and Polly comes to his house and is like, what could I do, man? Like, And he's just so sweet and that moment endeared me to Polly for forever and then the second thing I'll say is me and my sister Mary shout out uh we have a conspiracy theory because Polly when Polly has his stalker he's telling the story to the camera he's like you know I was on the roller coaster that that I love and it was maybe the last episode of the season that he says this to the camera crew and just the energy of how he says it it's like the camera crew knows he goes on the roller coaster, but in this season, this is the first time we're getting footage of Polly on the roller coaster, and we just have a conspiracy theory that like they must have a ton of footage of Polly on this roller coaster, mm-hmm. maybe every day. But there was just a <laughs> lot of Sam and Ron drama that season, so like it didn't make the cut until the very last so episode. Funny. And like that is what I visualize when I think of Polly on the shore. Like they, I'd like to imagine they have a ton of footage of him like at the beach or like on a roller coaster or like just being funny at the t-shirt shop but they're like yeah this isn't what uh the big conflict of the episode was so it won't make it so funny that's so good I love him I love him in Wow. I think they were meant to be yeah 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 that was cute I do agree with that that's huge um Polly that's another thing to where let me get this let me get this out of the way right now all the guys on this show extremely disrespectful to women Polly oh, absolutely oh my horrible. gosh uh, we're horrible, putting, horrible, horrible. we are putting this episode out knowing full well we might be entirely canceled as feminists yeah and if you guys do that I I'll like do the the steps I have to yeah. do to get my card back we completely recognize how problematic Jersey Shore is um we know we know and here's the thing is that um Sometimes I watch Mike and I'm like, what? That was horrible. What is he doing to these women? That is horrific. What is oh, going he's on? The worst. Um, but I will say Polly has a girl, his stalker. What's her name? Danielle? Uh, yeah. Stalker Danielle. Yeah. Now she, she definitely is stalking him. From what the footage shows us, there is stalking going on. But you know what? In the end, this is what's crazy about Polly is he hears her out, invites her to the house, and still tries to be her friend and makes a joke of it with her. I love, I love him. I love Polly. And I, I do feel that he's probably, and once again, to even make an excuse for the absolute woman hating that was going on in that show, specifically in the early seasons, because sometimes I watch family reunion and like okay obviously Mike has gone to rehab and jail so he's a different man yeah now he is he's a a different man now he's a different man now and I think like 
Vinny has learned to like I think they've all grown up but I will say that like when I watch back Polly is not nearly as bad as some of the other guys oh Ron is let me say on the pod I don't on even the record Ron I don't even include him Ron is he means nothing to me nothing. I will never you will never catch me defending a thing he did nope. Sammy sweetheart if you're listening I'm on your side 110% girl. And I'm glad you didn't come back for the reunions because. Oh my gosh. So much respect your... to her. Yeah. And what makes me sad is like that the girls would take Ron's side. Yeah. That was the thing. It's like the girls, this is the thing. It's like they wanted to take Sammy's side, but they were like, but we can't hurt Ron's feelings. Like he can't, I, we don't want him to be mad at us. And it's like, girls, he's literally being a horrific individual to this girl. He's, he's, he's tearing her apart. It was horrible. And then the boys also taking Ron's side unequivocally because the boys weren't like, but we can't hurt Sam. They were like, yeah, yeah. well, Ron's a boy, so we have to be on his side. So, yeah. but Polly, <laughs> just what I will say about Polly bringing out the best in everyone is I can't help but think of the episode where, as a prank, prank wars, uh, Mike sends Snooky and Dina to New York City in a taxi. <laughs> I think it's the funniest thing. I think that's the funniest thing in the world. And if someone sent me to Times Square as a joke, I would laugh forever and ever. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really fucking funny prank. Um, but when the girls came back and they were pissed and they thought Polly was involved in it, so they were mad at him. I just think of the famous scene of him being like, I heard that you guys were mad at me, so now I'm mad. I'm pissed don't talk to me and he like makes such a big thing about it that they all laugh and they get over it and mm-hmm. I'm like that is a cancer at their best a yeah. cancer at their worst is Mike seasons one through five yeah yeah that is a cancer at their worst being lonely emotionally manipulative yeah um but he was on drugs so I <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> gonna go ahead drugs for you that's a cancer on drugs for you um I just, I, I love Polly. I'm trying to think of more fun Polly stuff. Polly, here's what's interesting about um, my friend Polly is he's the oldest on the show. Mm-hmm. I would like to say he is the oldest. Grandpa. Um, he's grandpa. Literally, these people are like in their early 20s starting out. And he's like, yeah, I'm starting out at the ripe age of, what was it, 29? Yeah. Um, for the first season, uh, still living with his mom, a beautiful thing. I love when they show them like getting ready to come to the shore house beforehand because his mom's like doing his laundry and I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, he's still at home with his mom. This is crazy. And at this point, I think the season I was watching was like season three. So he's like 31 at this point, like a millionaire um, at that point. Oh, if I'm being <laughs> honest with you, I looked up their salaries recently and uh, it was pretty wild. The first season, because it was an experiment of sorts, mm-hmm. um, it was free uh, room and board, of course, at the Shore House. Um, and then they got a job at the t-shirt. T-shirt. What a yep. T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> at the t-shirt. At the t-shirt stand shop on the boardwalk. And But that's where their pay came from. They were not paid the first season because it was experiment. Wait, are you kidding? Yeah, they weren't paid for the episodes. I believe when the reunion came around, they get paid for that. And then when they get picked up, obviously the next seasons they're getting paid for. But because they were like, we don't know how this is going to go. Like you guys get free room and board. You get to party every night. But this is not on us. Like we're not paying. Like Mm -hmm. as a 21 year old, maybe you're like, yeah, 
Okay. And like Sneaky yeah. never left home for college. Mm-hmm. Like, it was her first time ever living away from home. And she was like, yes, yeah. I will take this opportunity. But to be 29 and to be able to be like, I'm going to fuck off for a summer and just see how this goes. <laughs> like that takes a special kind of person. Yes. And Paulie was, I will say he was a DJ at the time. Um, kind kind of established obviously not hugely famous famous but he, he was booking he was booking um so I guess he probably had money coming in from there obviously not enough to have a place of his own still living at home with mom um but by season six I believe um if I recall correctly Snooki, Polly, and Mike were making a hundred fifty thousand dollars an episode Wow was like making a hundred thousand Vinny would make ninety thousand and then Dina was making forty thousand no why is yeah. Dina make Dina was the heart she came yeah. in late but she was the heart she was the one twerking she was the mm-hmm. one who brought meatball to the show mm-hmm. like I I love Dina I do too I have a soft spot for that girl I mean I guess for I mean wait what the fuck am I even saying to get paid forty thousand dollars an episode <laughs> no, I to know. have fun with your best friend and twerk and hook up and get drunk that's yeah. what am I why am I acting like Dina's down on her luck that is still yeah. an amazing deal she probably just didn't even think to ask for more yeah and to give a shout out to Dina I feel like a lot of the time the women um just I don't know I guess this is how they worked but they were oftentimes uh, hating on other women. It was not women supporting women. If one no. woman crossed the other, there wasn't, it wasn't quick, quick forgiveness by any means. Um, but Dina, I will say, um, was never go, would never, uh, just look at a girl and be like, I don't know. I don't like her. She was always giving girls a chance. And even when Sammy first time in the house was like, ah, uh, no, and was making fun of Dina right off the bat. As yeah, soon as Sammy crazy. apologized, Dina was like, absolutely. We freshly, you and I were girls. We're great. No, Dina hung out together. It was beautiful. Dina's c- cool. Dina is really cool. And also she got a lot of shit. They were always like, oh, she, and granted it's a different time. It's the early 2000s versus 2020. I get mm-hmm. that. I get that. It's been 10 years since, but the girls were always like, oh, Dina's by curious. We got a, like, they were always like, I just like genuinely think Dina's bisexual. Yeah. And it was always a joke to them. Yeah. The boys uh, were worse about it, but. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I, another, going back to Polly, um, I don't know if you recall, but in season two, when they're all in Miami, it's the last night in the house and they're all giving each other kind of superlatives. Um, they're like, who's mm-hmm. the you know best cook in the house? Who's this? Who's that? And then someone says, who's the fakest in the house? Who's the fakest in the house? And I, I want to say that it was Ronnie's, Wow wasn't in the room at the time. He goes, oh, Jenny. And then Snooki sees supposedly Vinny and Polly nod their heads. That's what Snooki says she sees. We don't know. The cameras don't show us that. The cameras yeah. don't show us. But Snooki, she thinks she sees this. Um, and of course, being Jenny's best friend, she goes to Jenny and she says, Here's what happened. I need to tell you this. Ron said this about you. And I want to say that Vinny and Polly both shook their heads like they agreed. And then Jenny's stunned. She goes, Vinny and Polly? She she expects this from Ron. She expects this from Ron, but from Vinny and Polly, she's from taken Vinny and back. Polly, never. 
she can't believe it so she goes out there in the hot tub at this point of course jenny walks out and she says hey i want to talk to you guys so i heard you guys said i was fakest or at least ron did but um you two agreed Vinny and paula you guys agreed you guys shook your heads yeah Vinny doesn't really say anything he's like what oh Polly can't believe what he's hearing he can't <laughs> believe it he said who said that to you I didn't do that he's blown away Snooky's like Polly I'm pretty sure I saw you shake your head yes he was like Snooky I would never I did not he can't believe that his character is in question and either he's the best actor of our generation and he was lying or he's telling the God's honest truth. And I, be I believed him because I never see Polly get mad on this show ever. And he, he could not believe that someone. He couldn't was, believe it. He couldn't. That he someone was only, trying to get him between him and Jenny. Mm -hmm, he only gets mad because there is another time we see him get furious. And it's when Angelina is telling lies about him. I truly mm -hmm. feel, and that's another reason Polly's a true cancer because he's cool with everyone, but if someone's questioning his character or trying yeah. to paint him to be a bad friend, he's like, this is where it, this yeah. is where we throw down. And I was thinking about um, the episode, Sam finds the note. Um, saying that's that where I started Bonnie from when I was watching her. back. I need some, I need yeah, that's where it begins. That is where it begins. Mm -hmm. um, who wants to watch the first season when they're like being fucking mean to Snooki? I don't want to see that shit. Mm -hmm. um, but she asks Polly, if he knows anything about it and you can just see in his eyes that he wants to tell her like he's so conflicted with his two passions of being a good friend to everyone in the house but also his passion of really really not getting involved in anyone's drama yeah just like I don't know he doesn't say it's not true he doesn't say it is true he's just like I don't know <laughs> I'm like if I was Sammy I would know immediately then that it was true and I think yeah. she did based on Polly's reaction because he course. wasn't like no of course not he was just like oh damn <laughs> that's crazy yeah I don't know yeah Polly didn't like to be in the middle but he really really didn't like when people uh were trying to question his character which is a theme on reality tv people love to use <laughs> yes. that phrase question, question my character question my character when, when someone puts my character into question, that's when I get mad. That was a confessional of someone. <laughs> that, that was a good one. I I feel like I want to be on a reality show, but I just do know how easy it is to edit mm -hmm. someone to look like the villain when there is none. Yeah. And I'd be terrified of permanent cancellation. Absolutely. 100%. Um, if I was uh, on Jersey Shore, I would have done horrible because first of all I'm nothing like them but also I would have stayed and I typically don't but I would have stayed so quiet unless someone was mean to me or something but I would have stayed so quiet I would have been like I do not want to get involved in any of this I I think I'm fucked up and I would love to be on Jersey Shore okay. I I really do think because when me and my sister watched it, like, we're obviously from Connecticut. We don't have accents, but a lot of our family members are, like, from New Jersey or New York. Um, mm -hmm. Not saying they act anything like the people on Jersey Shore, because I don't want them to listen and get pissed at me. I know you guys don't. I know you guys don't. Um, but when we watched it, we would then afterwards start talking like them. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for her to not come to you as a woman and do the little oh finger motion gosh. Sam, do the little finger motion Sam always does, like a gun. Like, she's like, funny how people become pussies all of a sudden. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's so scary that I know if I was around them for like three days max, I'm Jim, yeah. I'm Jim Tan Laundry at that point. I'm on Absolutely. board. I'm making drama. I'm writing the notes. Like, it scares me how Understood, susceptible yeah. to it I would be. Absolutely. That's so funny. That is so funny. No, I can, I'm very I can see happening. I'm very no. impressionable. I'd straighten my hair I, with all them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, um, I don't think I could do Jersey Shore. I always say that if I was on the, uh, Bachelor, I would either go home night one or I would win it. There's no in between. You would. Um, that's how it would go they either would be down to clown and they'd be like she stay until the end and um from that I could definitely work well in a house like that um for sure uh I don't think I could do well on big brother oh yeah and, and here's why I can do a the the circle because that's behind a screen I think mm-hmm. I'm really good at manipulating uh this is gonna make me sound horrible manipulating people in that sense like we played um with our friends a version of the circle during quarantine it all took place on Twitter um two of our friends set it up and I ended up being the winner but I had to make alliances everywhere I was in everyone's dms making alliances um I was but it was very strategic who I was putting in group chats um it really took a lot of work and people are mad at me at the end people are mad at me at the end because of course in the end I'm, I'm sending you I can't keep every alliance I'm sending people home I won the game though and that's what counted if I had to do that to people's faces in big brother I know that people would be talking and it would be getting back to people so much faster that I oh, don't yeah. think I would do well I don't think I would survive in the big brother house oh I I just think I'd only be able to be on reality shows where it's like this is just about people yeah no prize because I can't even play among us like have you ever played among us no someone's the imposter and people need to talk and have a group meeting about who's the imposter that's sabotaging everyone and whenever Uh I'm the imposter it's embarrassing it's like round one everyone's like wait Tina you're being quiet I start giggling hysterically they're like all right and it's like everyone is disappointed when I'm the imposter because they're like that was a waste of a game (laughs) like but I, I just think I'd be able to be on Jersey Shore and just have a laugh, have an experience. I don't think I'd be able to do Housewives because there's no, they don't, don't even have, have the fun. They, I don't have the money, first of <laughs> all. I don't have the money. Um, and then second of all, it's like, they're just put together to fight. Mm-hmm. And I just be like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Like at least Jersey Shore, they have a laugh together. Yeah. Like they're not always fighting. Um so I housewise I could see myself very quickly being like I all we do is go to lunch and fight I'm kind of really bored of it yeah absolutely um I just want to I guess wrap up our segment on Polly Mm -hmm. and just say um yeah Polly liked to stay out of the drama in the household he was always a shoulder to cry on always the life of the party yeah um always had his hair done always ready to GTL um always there for his friends and that's why I respect him out of everyone in that house the most yeah and I'm I will second every single thing you say and I will say that I truly feel that there is no one who was on the Jersey Shore of past or present who Mm -hmm. would have a bad word to say about Polly yeah yeah I think most most would agree with us um so maybe he's overrated 
But you know, no, no, I, no, no. I take it back uh-uh. because everybody, the first words you think of, Snooki, Wow, the situation, you, then, then maybe Polly D comes in. He should be top of the list. Top billing. Top billing. Um, That's all I'll say about that. What I will say is that I am worried about crossing the line in terms of excusing the uh, absolute sexism, horrible Oh yeah, I'm not excusing it at all. It's We're not excusing literally it, horrific. It's horrific. It's horrible. Um, it's it's terrible um yeah that's all i can say is i'm not excusing yeah. it at all it's a it's like when you watch a train wreck you can't look away it's one of those things and I'm it's not a period excusing piece. it at all it's it jersey shore is, is a, period a period piece, piece. that's what the <clears> world <throat> looked like in 2008 whether you like it or not that was the truth um yeah i realized it was truly a period piece when the i think it's like the season two opener is snooki being like yeah now there's a tax on tanning thanks Obama John McCain would never put a tax on tanning and I was like did Snooki vote for John McCain <laughs> like just that she probably that didn't vote I was trying to look not. up who they all voted for the other day and um I couldn't I couldn't find much Snooki and Wow post about um being Democrats that's huge um I know Vinny is really big into climate change so really yeah he it's a, it's a it's a passion of his um so ron i didn't bother i kind of could assume um (laughs) uh sammy i'm i'm not even looking her up i'm letting her live her life i'm letting her live in peace she wants Um, privacy and we're gonna give it to her yeah we're gonna give it to her um overrated this week can you think of anything overrated this week what's overrated this week let me think i always tell myself i'm gonna think of it beforehand no it's better when we come up with it in the moment anyway absolutely um overrated do you have anything i'll think Hmm. of mine i think overrated is um i actually can't really think of anything i'm i'm truly liking everything i guess something jersey shore related i will say that is overrated because it's Mm -hmm. just like fresh in my mind overrated is acting like jwow is like this big big party girl when, mm-hmm. when you watch the show, Wow is never messy. Like, not a day not in her messy. life. I don't think she ever blacks out. She never blacks show. out. She's She, Always she pees mom. behind the bar once. But that's that's it. Yeah, we get the vibe from the show that that's not even taboo. Yeah. In that, in that situation. Like, I feel like everyone's just like, oh, because her name is Wow and she has fake tits that she's, like, mm-hmm. so wild. And I was like, ah, oh, she's actually, like, businesswoman. Yeah. Like, when the show starts, she has her own graphic design business. Yeah. And she's never sloppy. Uh, so I will say overrated is acting like Wow doesn't have her shit together when she really does. Understood. Understood. Um, overrated for me is having to fold your laundry. Yeah. Um, I really wish as soon as I was taking it out of the dryer that it was coming out folded. Um, I, and it could if I folded it coming out of the dryer. But I actually make the choice not to. I choose to put it into the hamper, then then carry it back to my apartment, and then um, be like, I'm gonna do that later. And then it'll sit there for days, um, getting wrinkled. And then when I have to iron something, I'm frustrated. So I would just really appreciate if it could, if maybe someone um, wants to go to the laundromat that I do go to and um, kind of check in with me as to when my dryer is gonna be done and then they could fold it for me before I get there, that would be awesome. 
Crystal maybe that could be an internship. Maybe. maybe that could be an internship like you put on a website like oh, I'm looking for like a 17 year old. Yeah, I have a whopping $129 coming in a month. So I could definitely spread that out or a, no, month, unpaid. Oh God, a week, a week. Unpaid, unpaid. Just be like, this is an oh. unpaid internship, but I will okay. give you, be real with them. Be real with the 17 year old and be like, this is not a real thing, but I'll mm. put down that you worked for me every week yeah. and I'm a really good orator and writer. Uh-huh. And if you put me down as a reference anywhere, I will talk out of my ass about all the yeah. amazing work you did for me. Wait, that's Something a good to idea. Into. Okay, DM me if interested. Yeah, if we have any, I know at least my friend Jake, who's still in high school, listens to the pod. So Jake, I've DM'd him you. on Instagram through the underrated account before because I feel oh, like you he's have? replied. I feel like he's, he's replied to stories, and I I don't I don't know if people know who's on the Instagram account, but nine times out of ten, if you're messaging, it will be this girl. And um, mm-hmm. I've really spoken to a lot of Tina's friends. I feel through our Instagram or Twitter. Now they're your friends too. I guess so, but could my friends step it up and DM the underrated podcast account, please? Oh, are my friends showing up more? I think in a way, yeah. It's like all of our mutuals and then I know my friends listen and my family, of course, but they're not DMing our Insta. Right, right, Um, right. I know that like probably my mom and like my aunt as a joke now are gonna like DM the Instagram account to me. Um, Definitely. And huge shout out to them if they if they listen to this one because I, I can see people being like Polly D like having not watched the and show seeing and seeing like, it's an hour and twenty minutes long. No, is it? And seeing it's an hour and twenty minutes long, oh I can see. God. This is I our could, longest episode. And and the funny thing is like maybe some diehard Jersey Shore fans will be like, yeah, I do want to listen to these two girls talk about Polly D for an hour and twenty minutes, and then imagine they're surprised when like the first forty minutes is just us talking about any and truly anything Literally, else, anything except that. That's so funny. Well, whatever. We do it for us. We, we do, do it for us. This is for us. This isn't about you guys. This is for us. Um, this is for okay. Us. Okay. Bye. Bye.